Welcome to Stories in Life. You're on the radio with Mark and Joe. We share stories that affirm your belief in the goodwill, courage, determination, commitment, and vision of everyday people. Our goal is that through another person's story, you may find connection, no matter your place in life. The stories we select will be inspiring and maybe help you laugh, cry, think, or change your mind about something important in your life. Join us for this episode of Stories in Life. Welcome to Stories in Life and a second episode with Adam and Micah Haru. In the first episode, we heard about how they built tracks in eight states, a single track, and they built their business from scratch. It was a big leap of faith. In this episode, you're going to hear how they set standards to build trails that are fit to the woods that they're designing the trails in. You're also going to hear about how Micah brings her skills of building trust and commitment, learning from mentors, and bringing a sense of patience and an inclusiveness, a person who makes good connections, and as a partner to Adam, helps solve problems. They enjoy learning together. So in this episode, you'll hear a little bit more about Adam and Micah Haru, the trails they build around the United States, and their company called Dirt Candy Designs. We're back with Adam and Micah, and we're visiting more about trail riding and building trails. And uh, one question I had, which, you know, this is my novice uh, set here, but what is single track? Why is it mm, single good. track? That's a good question. So uh, Im- imagine a, a, a natural surface trail. So it's dirt or, or rock or whatever Mother Earth is giving us at that moment. A, a path where the, the, the dirt itself might be anywhere from 12 to 36 inches wide. The, the corridor that we clear out with the trees is slightly wider than that. Uh, you know, sometimes just barely wider than your handlebars, sometimes maybe more like six feet wide. So it's, it's, a, it's a natural surface, narrow path, sinuous through the woods, follows the contours of the land. And it just provides a pretty intimate uh, experience uh, in nature. In other words, two bikers cannot go abreast. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Single yep. track. Single yes. track. Yep. And the, yep. and the traffic goes one way. You know, more and more <laughs> their uh, trail systems are kind of like leaning in that direction. But oftentimes it's, uh, you know, there's this like code of ethics, right? Where, you know, just like in sailing, you know, you have certain rules of who, who has to like give right away to another one. Uh, usually the uphill rider always has the right of way uh, when you when you do meet each other on a single track trail. Yep. That makes sense. That's cool. Now, now do you consider yourself pioneers of the uh, trail building designs or has this been going on for a long time and there are there a lot of people like you guys out there? You know, it has been going on for quite a while. I think, you know, as an industry, there's been professionals uh, building trail, you know, since since the 80s. You know, clearly Forest Service crews have been building trail, you know, since the Conservation Corps days. Like, so trail building's not not a new thing. I think when we got into it, the idea that you could be kind of a, a specific mountain bike trail building company was, was still like sort of new. You know, there was... We, we knew a lot of the people uh, in the industry at that time. Nowadays, uh, I mean, I think there's, it's just exploded. And some companies have gotten really big 
And then there's a lot of like more like, you know, boutique companies like us out there that might only have a handful of people working. And um, so the, the, the short story is that <laughs> there's still way more work than there are companies to do the work, uh, which is, which is great. Uh, it's still just a, a very like, exp- you know, the industry is still expanding uh, tremendously. So I, I want to come back to that because I think it's pretty unique when a couple can do something together. You guys started a business from scratch. They're going to be listeners who are thinking, Hey, I've always had this dream to do this. How did you guys make that happen together? How, how did you do that? I mean, it, it, you did some, you did something, each of you jumped off the cliff, uh, most likely simultaneously. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a good question. It, yeah, it was kind of a leap of faith, you know, and, and, um, Adam had started trail building first and then asked me to, to come aboard. And I, you know, I loved the idea of being able to reinvent myself, you know, I'm like, wow, this is an amazing opportunity to work, you know, with my husband and on top of that to work outdoors and to create trails so people can have experiences in nature. And, um, and so it, it definitely was a little scary because it's, you know, you're, you're going into business for yourself and it's, you know, you had to say goodbye to that steady paycheck that you were always counting on and just really trying to figure things out um, for ourselves. But I think we just kind of trusted in, in the, um, in the risk and trusted that we would figure it out. And uh, we had a lot of mentors. We had a lot of people that were giving us advice and we just, you know, kind of did the best we could uh, day by day. And um, I think we, you know, we just kept the enjoyment of it. Like first and foremost, you know, like if you know, we were learning together, but also enjoying it. And um, as a couple, you know, I, Adam already was, had a head start in trail building and I came along. So there was that period of like that vulnerability of like not a, being back in that kind of student mind frame of right. like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to learn on the job and I'm learning from my partner, which, you know, can add a whole other dimension to, to that. Um, but we were able to like, you know, work together and support each other. And, you know, for sure there was stressful days and, but there also were many more like just beautiful and fun days. Yeah. I think being outside, you know, with your partner is just so cool right i mean that that's one of that's how i met you guys you know uh julie and i were outside we were sailing around lake superior and we ran into you guys and you know i mean there is something about that that you don't have to just do it when you're on vacation right you guys picked a lifestyle and you picked basically your family career your joint career to build these trails and you've been uh I hope I was accurate in the intro on the states you've been to. You've been in Idaho, Colorado. What did I miss? What, Texas. Texas. Idaho. Did I miss any states that you guys have? Let's see. I think we're, we're up to eight states, like Idaho, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and like you said, uh, Aruba was our first international foray. Wow. Yeah. Hey, thank you for updating that because that's really cool. I mean, that's you guys are moving around and you're – how do people find you? You know, um, it's largely word of mouth, uh, which is which is pretty cool. You know, we, we do get some inquiries, you know, via website and things like that. But 
largely it's it's people that that we we know or have a common connection with or someone else knows and and they reach out to us We're, we've been very fortunate i, I think uh and, and i think kind of the, the key there like you know in part of taking this risk of doing a business you know our our mantra kind of from the beginning was consistency you know like right. it doesn't matter how big or how small your project is like we treat everybody the same and inconsistent and, and i think that is really you know paid paid off for us in, in in how the business has has you know moved forward say micah did i hear that you are part of like a women's clinic or something like that a, a mountain trail bike for women or something like that could you could yeah, you explain um, that that sure the um the superior cycling association which is the bike club up here in Grand Marais in Cook County, uh, Minnesota, they put on a women's uh, mountain bike clinic every year. And I'm not a certified coach, but I volunteer and I help assist in coaching. And it's phenomenal. It's just this wonderful uh, weekend where women of all different skill levels get together and professional coaches come in and we ride the, the trails up here and just work on skills. And it's a very inclusive and supportive time for for women just to kind of just build up and expand on their their um, their skill set and their sense of empowerment on the bikes and it's really cool that the icing you know on the, the cupcake is that we're out there on trails that i built uh. and so like, as a trail builder it's like over the moon joy to see in action you know how people are growing and expanding their skill set on trails that we built for that purpose, you know, and like that's what you hope to see. And it's just a real gift to be able to be a part of that. Now, uh, did it start as a more male dominated uh, sport back mm-hmm. in the day and then evolve into a much more inclusive? Yeah. You know, I, I would say like, you know, uh, back, you know, in the nineties when I was actually racing bikes and stuff, like there was, there were like a lot of like hardcore women, just hard charging bike racers. But I think what we've seen in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years is that it has, like Micah said, it become so much more inclusive and we're seeing so many more like recreational uh, riders, you know, of, of all genders. And it's just, it's just a neat thing to see. And yeah. I, yeah. I bet you see a lot of people out there with their kids too. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's so cool to see these little rippers that like, yeah, they're just getting after it and they're just having fun and, when we were actually, we were in Ely, Minnesota, building a uh, skills park, and it was the first uh, bike park there and uh, trail system that was going in. And like while we were building this little skills park, the kids would just like come every night to see like, can we ride it yet? Can we ride it yet? You know, they were just so excited, enthusiastic to to get on their bikes and try new things. So great. it is really fun to see how how young kids are you know starting to embrace biking. No, so, do you have, oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, well, so I'm going to shift it to innovation. Are sure. You, should I do that? Uh, an interview we did was with Daryl Mann, who's studied innovation across the world. One of his big beliefs is uh, with innovation, don't make any trade-offs. Because yeah. in trying to make a decision without making a trade-off, therein lies the innovation. So one of the things that caught my attention from you guys is your perspective of looking at the land and saying, here's where a trail should go. And Adam, with your intuition, your spatial recognition, as, as uh, Micah described it, uh, that is innovation. 
if you believe that, and if you if you accept that, you know that sort of standard that I'm talking about. How would you describe your trails from an innovation standpoint? That's a good question. I, you know, and I and I think that you know we, we've evolved with the industry, and I I think you know when we started building trail, it was like we look at some of these things on the landscape, and we're like, "Whoo, that's a that's a challenge. We're going to figure out how to get around." that outcrop of rock or that cliff band or whatever. And as we've kind of embraced building techniques and expanded kind of our repertoire of what's possible and seeing what other people in the industry are, you know, pushing limits as well, we look at that cliff band and we're like, oh, we're not going to go around it. We're going to engage it somehow, you know, whether it's building the trail right up underneath the rock or trying to get up on top of the cliff or whatever. To, To your point of innovation, I think, the industry is kind of like we kind of keep pushing each other to see like, Oh, what's possible? What can we do? And, uh, and it's, it's really, really neat to, to be a part of that. Cool. Thank you for that. What kind yeah. of projects are you working on now or do you plan to do in the future? Yeah, this summer we're, uh, we're actually going to stay like we're, we're going to stay close to home. We're probably within <laughs> four hours of home. Most of the season here, we've got a design project over in Ely, Minnesota that we're heading to next week. And we have a, a mountain bike trail project at Giants Ridge, a ski area up in Boabic, Minnesota. Uh, and then we're going to be down uh, near Cumberland, Wisconsin, Nordic ski area called Timberland Hills, where we designed a 23-mile bike trail system last fall. And we'll start doing the construction on that wow. this summer. You're staying busy. Yeah. yeah. That Boabic yeah. area has really taken off in the last 20 years, hasn't it? That's a re- uh, yeah. recreation hotspot. So yeah. I can see yeah. why you're in there. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. great. It's a fun spot. We, we enjoy being over there for sure. Uh, in the paper today was a, a report that 3M was selling their 700 acre property near Park Rapids. I think Park Rapids. Oh, that's way up they're, there. They're selling their uh, resort community. I hope you guys uh, could put some bike trails up there. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, that'd be wow. cool. Yeah. We'll have to keep, keep an eye on that. Yeah. yeah. Keep an eye on that one. This, this whole effort that you guys have made as a couple uh there can't be too many couples doing this uh what what's your sense of of that in the business i mean how many how many people like you are out there if any that's a good question like off the off the top of my head i really can't think of anyone that we've worked with recently at all that that is a a couple um and that are both builders that are both builders like in the field yeah yeah, it, it's few and far between for sure. Yep. Uh, so we're we're, we're kind of unique that way. <laughs> Somehow we make it work. Yeah. <laughs> and we still like each other after ten years of being in business together. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's, that's. We can tell. Of, that's yeah. part of the great story, you know. I mean, that's yeah. one of the reasons we wanted to reach out to you. When you think of this time, the work that you've done, what's what's been your greatest learning? Our greatest learning. Yes. You know, I, think, I mean, be, I, think, I, I, I should preface that a little bit, you know, because in our culture, uh, anything that looks like failure, people see as a loss. Uh, Joe and I have had a lot of conversations about this. We see that's, that's a learning opportunity. Yeah. So j- yes. just share with us, what's, what's been your greatest learning as you've done this together? Well, I feel like every, every project teaches us something different, you know, um, every, every bill. But I, I feel like we've had to really exercise our muscle of being adaptive 
because you, you never know what you're actually going to uncover when you start digging. And you might think, oh, this is going to be this way, this, this kind of build. And Mama Earth, like, shows, uh-uh-uh, like, actually, you're going to have to pivot <laughs> and do something different because all of a sudden there's seeps that are just, like, <laughs> you know, washing across the trail. Um, so I feel like we've really learned how just to kind of be adaptable and to go with the flow, so to speak, like, really – like not be set in expectations, but be open to whatever nature, whatever like we encounter out in the field. And that goes not just for the build, but also, you know, we're out in remote areas and something goes wrong with an excavator. It's like, well, we've got to be like, we can't call someone to like come out and fix the machine. Like we have to figure out how to do that. And, and sometimes, you know, that that's, you know, hiking out to get reception, to get on YouTube and <laughs> like look up a tutorial or call someone or just like MacGyver it, you know, just like on a sailboat, you know, something goes wrong and you just have to, to fix it. And, and so I feel like we have learned so much um, as a team working through those problems that might arise that might seem, you know, like a, a, oh, but in the end it's like, wow, it was a really, you know, a very precious teachable moment. So if our listeners want to get a hold of you, tell them what to do. What, what, where's your website? What's your phone number? That sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Our website is dirtcandydesigns.com. That's, that's usually the best way to get a hold of us. There's a link there that'll send a direct email. Otherwise uh, the cell phone is always a good option too. And we're up North Minnesota. So it's area code 218-370-1124. And we're also on Instagram. Uh, it's Dirt Candy Designs, and on Facebook, Dirt Candy Designs. So dirt, oh. dirtcandydesigns.com, phone number 218-370-1124, and you can also find you on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Do you have yes. a Facebook page? We do. Okay. Yes. I want to come back to presence it takes to stay in that moment when all hell is broke loose. <laughs> you haven't... You're in the middle of a job and something breaks and you have to hike out to get a signal to look yeah. at the manual. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I want to stay there for a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of a lot of people would give up. You know, I, I think one of the things about your story that's so powerful is uh, persistence, commitment. And, you know, earlier, Adam, you talked about consistency. I I heard that as you have pretty high standards for how you want these trails to be. And and so those standards are your personal commitment to consistency. I'm listening to it a little bit differently. I I like that about your story. I think uh, you've got you've got some high standards that you're setting for your trails. And and that now that should precede the website identification well you can't <laughs> contact you can't give that kind of information enough <laughs> right no i mean i it's an interesting point that you brought up because i mean i do feel like you know we have this you know oftentimes personal connection or a friend of a friend whoever gets us you know kind of arranged with some of these jobs and and i feel like every time we go build a trail it's like we want we're, we're invested like i feel like Oh, we're going to come back and we're going to ride this trail or like the communities we get to go to are, are, are so cool. And people are so like good to us that we want to make sure that we're giving back a hundred percent all the time. And I think that's really what makes it such a rewarding career is that we, we, it's just like, it is that 
true personal connection. We're not just developing a product and sending it away and then, you know, never seeing it again. Like it's, it's a real tangible thing that we want to go back and enjoy ourselves. Yeah. I want to tell my grandkids to go ride these trails, you know, Yeah, and they're starting to get a lot older, you know? So, I mean, they, they, pretty, they got to get out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe and I are still landing on our uh, traditional questions, but uh, we want to come up with a set of standards ourselves. And one would be, uh, what's your hope for the future? I think one of the things I've always thought about, about biking and mountain biking is in, you know, particular is that when you're out on the trail, it really, the experiences that you're sharing with, with whoever's out there with you, you know, I think you can just, you can put like the whole political you know, things aside, you know, like things that we just wrestle with on our daily lives just can kind of just disappear. And we can all kind of just be out there enjoying the trail, you know, and we have that like commonality on the trail and that, that that's really neat. And then it's like, it's not just specific to mountain biking, obviously, but it's like, I think it's a good metaphor for, for how we can maybe hopefully move forward that there are things that join us together far more than what, we're led to believe. Absolutely. Yeah. So you get back home. It was a stressful day. Uh, you're getting ready to go take a bike ride or you just got back from a bike ride. You open a bottle of good wine. What kind of music do you listen to? Kind of go-to is like bluegrass, kind of folksy, kind of just like a little bit mellow, <laughs> yeah. mellow tunes just to kind of you know, uh, decompress, decompression tunes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my go-tos, like wherever we're, we're traveling, it's like, you know, we could be building anywhere on the side of a mountain somewhere. But like, if I, if I fire up trampled by turtles, it's like the energy is good. And it kind of reminds me of home. And, uh, yeah. like that's always kind of a cool thing, you know, for sure. So that's, yeah. that's like my, my number one, you know, fail safe go-to option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And now it's time for Stories in Life, Art from the Heart, Deep Thoughts from the Shallow End. Each episode, we bring you a poem, a song, or a reading just for you. The thought for today is a short poem. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Joe, that was another really great episode. A great story of a couple people living their dream, building trails in the wild, learning to solve problems out in remote areas, setting standards on what bike trails should look like, getting more people to get out there and ride bikes. I just love that learning mind frame. Right. It was. An episode. I think they're so fortunate to be able to find their calling like that and, and be able to do that together as husband and wife. It's a special thing we heard. So I think we should give uh, give our listeners their website again and then also uh, share our website as our final closing for today. If you want to contact Adam and Micah, they're at dirtcandydesigns.com. If you like this episode and you want to hear more of us or find out more about us, please visit us at storiesinlife.com.
www.buzzsprout.com.